Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I am your host. Today, we're talking about breathing into discomfort. So I'm going to share uh, an example uh, of some uh, physical pain and how I dealt with extreme physical pain, the lessons I learned from that, and how I've been able to use that for myself and, and pain and discomfort, not just in, in the physical world, but also anything relational or career-wise or um, just general stress. So we have these things in life, pain, discomfort, yuckiness, that kind of shows its head, um, sometimes on a daily basis. And so I'll share with you lessons that I've learned and tools, I guess, on how to deal with all of that yuckiness. I'm also going to share with you three different patterns or behaviors uh, that people use to escape discomfort. So figuring out which one of those is yours is going to be really key for you. You may or may not want to take notes. It's totally up to you. There's a few things in here I think are noteworthy, but that's, again, up to you. Awesome. And, oh, yeah, so we've got in another 10 days or so, we are hosting our free webinar. Uh, It's just my gift to the world. I'm not going to be selling anything. I'm just going to be sharing some information. Uh, We're going to be talking about David Hawkins' emotional energy scale. So talking about what that is, how that applies to your life and how you can overcome lower emotions so that you can have the success that you want in all areas of your life. So I'll leave the link in the, in the description, make sure you go there, um, to get all of the, the sign in information. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So in December of 2019, I had hip surgery. Uh, It was not a replacement. That would have been six weeks of recovering kind of on your way. Uh, That would have been much easier. (laughs) However, there were about six different mechanical things that needed to be fixed. I had, um, it had been a progressive thing. Long story short, it was three years. And so by the end of those three years, there was a lot that needed to be fixed. Uh, My doctors were amazing, by the way. Uh, However, it took about 10 months of recovery time. And it it took six weeks after surgery before I could pick up more than five pounds at a time, uh, before I could turn a corner. I had to walk in 90 degree angles uh, before I could bend over. I mean, it was really intense. And even more so for me, I guess, because I have an allergy to all pain meds. Now I can take a Tylenol if I need to, but I rarely do that. Uh, over the years, I've had many different experiences with uh, pain meds and my body just decides, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so the blessing of all of this was that I knew four months in advance that I was going to have this surgery. So I had four months to prepare myself. So I practice all kinds of things. So, uh, mindfulness techniques for sure. Um, focusing on my breathing. That's where I really got hooked on to different meditation techniques. Um, visualization, uh, specifically visualizing, uh, different parts of my body kind of working together. Um, I, I visualize my brain and the pain receptors working well with my hip. Uh, I, 
was working on muscle relaxation exercises. And I did things too, like making sure I was monitoring my nutrition so that I was as healthy as I possibly could be. Uh, I was doing as much exercise as I possibly could at that point. Um, just doing everything I could. I, I had um, PT or prehab as, as my PT calls it. Uh, basically, it's where they are they're not uh, helping you to quote unquote fix anything. They know you're going to have surgery, but they they really worked with me, especially on my lower back and my core to be able to get me to the point where I could um, uh, engage different muscles in the healing process. So I say that because I did everything possible to get myself ready beforehand. Uh, and I mean, there, it was kind of a freaky thing where during those four months, I was happy when something happened, like I, I got a headache, you know, I was still doing a lot of traveling at that point. Um, you know, jumping on planes and, and being in car rides for a really long time. And so I, it was not uncommon that I would get someplace and, and settle down for the night and be like, oh my gosh, I've got a headache. Right. And I would get happy. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but I would get happy because it gave me the opportunity to practice these new skills so that when it came to surgery day, I felt comfortable in, in my new skills. Okay. And it worked. Uh, you know, yeah, there were some rough days, but it worked. And, you know, one thing that I know is that, that humans in general, I know me for sure, but humans in general try to escape discomfort. Uh, I think that there are I definitely would say from the United States perspective, as I've been traveling around and, and being with thousands of people, uh, that this is true. So it may not be true in your culture if you're listening outside of the United States, but definitely here humans try to escape discomfort. So if you've got a headache, just pop a pill because that'll take care of it, right? Um, if you have this, uh, what I call a wonky interaction with somebody, uh, you know, you've had a fight or a disagreement, then, you know, you, you tend to blame the other person because clearly they're wrong. Um, if you have chaos in your life, let me just escape and go take a nap. Uh, if you have stress, maybe you, you internalize all of that stress until you blow up. Okay. We seek out pleasure, which pleasure, there's nothing wrong with having pleasurable moments. There's nothing wrong with going out and having fun. Actually, I think uh, more of us should have fun. Uh, but the pleasure that we seek uh, tends to be things like, um, you know, going out and drinking. Again, I don't have a problem with you drinking or me drinking, whatever, go ahead. But when it becomes uh, uh, maybe a daily occurrence or this idea that you're living for the weekends, you know, there's a lot of people who are stuck stuck. They think they're stuck, but they're not really. They have a choice. Um, there's a lot of people who are out there right now in their, let's say nine to five jobs that they absolutely hate. And they're doing it for all kinds of reasons and they're living for the weekends. So they're seeking out pleasure on the weekends in, because they're not really addressing, uh, the pain and suffering that they have in their weekdays. Or uh, another way that we uh, avoid or escape discomfort is that we numb out, right? This one is, is mine in particular. Uh, maybe you overeat. Uh, maybe you binge watch TV. Uh, maybe, you know, you're, you're spend hours on social media. You're, you're trying to escape life. 
Or some people, uh, I've got some coaching clients that this is the case, uh, we use aggression to escape our discomfort. So if I can, um, you know, uh, blame, shame, and guilt somebody else, then I feel better. Or what a lot of my clients are dealing with right now, especially with self-image issues, is self-aggression, right? So you're blame, shaming, and guilting yourself. So... We do whatever we can to avoid pain and discomfort. And I love the analogy. Um, I was having a discussion in a mastermind group the other day and we were talking about this and it, it came to me and it was this idea that um, we're trying to escape the pain and discomfort, kind of like poison ivy. Have you ever had a, an experience with poison ivy? I personally have not. I, when I was in college, I worked with a, a guy, he uh, I swear, if you even said the words poison ivy, he would get it. Uh, very susceptible. Uh, and it was interesting because he told me the, the thing that you have to know about poison ivy is that you cannot scratch because if you scratch and then you move your, let, let's say your hand to anywhere else on your body, you have now contaminated that part of your body and you'll, you'll feel it there. So if you continue to scratch pretty soon, your whole body will be covered in poison ivy. So basically what you're trying to do, you're trying to get relief by scratching it, which seems logical, right? However, you're extending your suffering. You're making it worse. And I think that's what happens when we try to avoid pain and discomfort, we're, we're in essence, we're doing all of these things, whether it's seeking out pleasure, numbing out or, or using aggression, that's a form of scratching in order to feel better, but it actually makes us feel worse. So, you know, when I was forced to deal with this physical pain, um, I had no other recourse. Uh, so in my opinion, honestly, looking back on it, I'm so thankful because I've used those resources that I learned so many times. And there's some specific lessons that I learned about this. The first one is you have to prepare before you need it. Okay. So, you know, I don't want you to listen to this podcast and then four months from now, you know, you, you're in a situation and you're like, oh, you know, what, what was it that Michelle said on that one podcast? No, you got to prepare for this before it happens. Okay. Really, really important because if you wait until, something is happening, whether it be a relational issue or a, an issue at work or, you know, a physical issue. If you wait until you have a problem, you're going to be right smack dab in the problem and you're not going to have the tools to, to take care of the problem. Okay. So prepare before. Uh, another one is breathe into the pain. All right. So instead of avoiding, we want to breathe into it. So I've, I found this out with my hip. So when I would have some pain and, and I, you know, there's different kinds of pain and different levels of pain. Uh, and so let's say I would um, start to feel the pain. Anytime I would start to feel it, just those little tiny um, pain, then I would pause and I would breathe. And instead of like imagining breathing the air into your lungs, I would imagine that I was breathing air into my lungs and it was going right to my hip and it was dissolving the pain. And then I would exhale all the pain out and I would continue to do that. Every time I was able to do that, the pain did not get worse. 
if I didn't catch it right away and I didn't breathe into it, then the pain got worse and it was harder to calm down. Then I'd have to go into more meditation, visualization. Uh, you know, there were sometimes I just had to have my husband come and massage my leg. Please help me, you know. Um, and, and I'll be honest, there were some really hard times that, that I was uh, thought at, at one point I was losing my mind. Uh, so it's not all, you know, angels and rainbows here, okay? Um, but another thing I learned was honor the low, realize, you know, when those moments of pain came, I'm just going to honor this pain right now. I'm going to treat it as a friend. And as I honored it and respected it, and also tried to, you know, breathe into it, meditate, visualize as I did that, the pain would leave sooner. Okay. So what we typically do, we try to take pain meds. We try to, you know, do those things that relieve the, the pain. And we think that that's good, but again, it's, it's just scratching the poison ivy. It extends our suffering. So I found that I could actually, and, and even now, um, so this is, you know, what, two years, one year later, uh, I found that for myself, I can, um, when I have pains of all kinds in my body, uh, I actually can call on my tools very quickly and it leaves pretty quickly. As in, I think uh, at some points for the majority of the time, I can actually relieve whatever body issue is happening. uh, If there's pain or discomfort or stress or anything, I can relieve it probably faster than if you were to take, let's say a Tylenol. Okay. So you get, you get better at this over time. And then, you know, the last lesson I learned from this was ask for help, that there were times when, even though I was doing really, really good, there were times when I just had to say, I need help because, you know, sometimes pain, and and again, this isn't just about physical pain, but this is about any pain. So if you're having pain at work, if you're having pain in a relationship, sometimes we need to ask for help. Uh, my husband would come and, and, you know, give me uh, a massage on my leg that would help. Uh, my kids, you know, they, they formed, uh, they called it an ice pack committee. So who, who's going to help mom with ice packs and, you know, helping me with different pillows and things like that. Uh, and then of course I called on, on my friends and I said, Hey, I need prayer. I need visualization. Help me with this, uh, send good energy. Right. And so, Throughout all of that, I wasn't trying to avoid the pain. I wasn't trying to dismiss it away. I was trying to uh, almost dance with it. Okay. So I made it through. um, And again, you know, there were some really rough days and my doctors were extremely surprised. Uh, They were very concerned before the surgery. I know that I could tell that um, because they'd never had a patient I didn't know this, thank God. They didn't tell me this, but they'd never had a patient go through this surgery without pain medication. And so they uh, had a pain medication on standby. Uh, it was a veterinarian medication is what I was told, um, but they weren't sure how my system was going to react. And so none of us really wanted to use that medication. Uh, so they were kind of on pins and needles just waiting for me to call. Um, and so they were very surprised when I came for my checkup and they hadn't heard from me, uh, and to hear my story. And so even now they're, they're reaching out and wanting to know, okay, tell us more about this whole, whole, um, you know, breathing into the pain thing. We need to tell that to our patients. 
So if I can do it with extreme physical pain, and I've used these techniques too, let's say I'm, I, uh, you know, honestly, I had an interaction with somebody not too long ago and it kind of just rocked my world a little bit. And I had to realize there's pain around this and I can treat it just like I did my hip. And so I was breathing into it a lot and there's some grief uh, around what happened. Uh, and so when the grief comes, I just allow it to be there. I feel my feelings, um, and just allow it. And you know, there's, there's oftentimes, listen, I, I live with three teenagers, teenagers in my house. So there's all kinds of opportunities for me to process pain. Okay. Um, so I'm still using all of these all the time. So I do want to be clear here though, before I let you go, I am not telling you to, I'm not saying don't use medication. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. Okay. I'm not saying, Hey, just go and, and think good thoughts and you'll be fine. I am not saying that. Okay. However, I am saying stay awake, stay alert, stay aware, feel your feelings. Don't try to get away from them. Feel your feelings, breathe into whatever that discomfort and pain is. Don't try to escape. Okay. So think about what is this pain, this discomfort, this, uh, yucky feeling? What is it trying to tell you? And again, it could be physical pain. It could be, you know, relational pain. It could just be general stress. Okay. So get to know yourself and your avoidance habits. So what are your habits? Do you seek pleasure? Do you numb out? Do you use aggression? What's your habit? And practice uh, what I'm calling present pausing. Okay. So, so really practicing being more in the present moment and practice this before you need it. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.